nothing like calling upon the name of the Lord. Are you calling upon his name this evening? You know, I believe that you are. I believe that's where your heart is at, or she wouldn't be listening. You know, I want to thank you for joining us this evening on this September 17th. And you're listening to Sunday Morning Live SML on a Thursday with Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Uh, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And you are inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. Now, there's no better place to be than the word of God. Matthew 24 and 35 says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but not the word of God, not my word. My word's not going to pass away. It's not going anywhere. Our Sunday worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Acts of the Holy Ghost on Thursdays at 9 p.m. And so today is Thursday. And for me, I love, I like reading the uh, inspired, the Holy Ghost inspired uh, word of God. You know, from Genesis to Revelation, the Bible said uh, the Holy Ghost moved upon men, holy men, those that subject themselves to the spirit of the Lord. And they began to write as the Lord dictated to them. And so the uh, Luke, the physician, Luke, that accompanied Paul on many occasions, that's why we hear so much about him, because he was with Paul. If he would have been with Peter, we would hear a lot about what Peter was doing. And so he wrote a letter, uh, epistle to Theophilus, uh, the book of Luke. And, um, and then also, uh, this is the second epistle, the book of Acts. And for me personally, uh, I love uh, following Luke's uh, ministry. And so um, uh, we believe the Bible, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. If there's no better way to fight the enemy, then your enemy is not the person standing next to you. That's not your enemy. Is the spiritual influence that has caused the individual to act a certain way, to, uh, to inform them of something, uh, meaning they're misinformed. And, uh, you know, evil spirits are loose in the world. It's not just um, a chemical imbalance or what they say, um, mental health. You know, they're demons. Demons are real. And so uh, the best way to fight opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus name. Now we're in the book of Acts, the 10th chapter, beginning at the 9th to the 20th verse. I'm gonna start reading here. Now I pray that you have had a, a good day and maybe you didn't. I mean, there are times that things, you know, I, I had a day that, uh, that had to deal with a situation and it was not very pleasant. However, you know, you have to know when to just close your mouth and, and just uh, listen. And, you know, it's, listening is important. Let me, let me just touch that right now. It is so important to be a good listener. If you, if you become a good listener, you'll be able to deal with a lot of situations. It, it, it may not be pleasure, but at the same time, you'll be able to overcome a lot of different things by being a good listener because then you'll know how to answer. And sometimes you don't need to answer anything. But if you had one of those days, you know, because uh, uh, good things, bad things happen to good people and, and uh, good things happen even for bad people. If you had one of those days, you know, just know that, that the 
day is coming to an end, but for someone else, it's starting. And so I hope you embrace that. So uh, with that being said, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would bless your word uh, this evening. For those that are uh, pulling down their, their sheets and about ready to climb in bed, about listening, those, Lord God, that are getting up, Lord Jesus, that you've made it possible for us to reach uh, others in, in places where the time is so different. Lord God, but we thank you right now because your word remains the same. We just ask that you bless the listeners, those that are listening this evening, those that will listen later. In Jesus' name, amen. The book of Acts, the 10th chapter, the 9th verse, it says, On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up into the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending upon him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth, wherein all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creepy things, hmm, fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him Rise, Peter, kill, and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God has cleansed, that call not thou common. This was done three times, thrice. It was done three times, and the and the vessel was received up again into, into heaven. Now, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen could mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry of Peter's or Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, was lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the spirit said unto him, behold, three men seek Arise therefore and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Now again, there was five things that we learned about Carnage because this all this all is a result of a man named Carnelius. The Bible said that Carnelius was dedicated, he was faithful, he was a devout man. He was devout. He was, he, you know, for God I live, for God I die. One that feared God. He was an example and influence with all his house. Not selfish because he gave much alms to the people. So he had a heart to share and help someone else. And he acknowledged God sometime. Well, let's, well, he acknowledged God when things were bad. But that's, that's me saying that. That's not what the scripture said. It said he prayed to God always. He had a relationship with God. And he did not allow his, his work or other relationships to get in between him and God. We can all glean from this man's lifestyle. First off, we all can be faithful. We all can be devoted unto the Lord. We all should fear God. And we should be an example. Maybe uh, 
maybe you were not an example in the past, but you can be an example now. We don't know much about Carnelia's past, but we do know this, that he was not selfish. He gave alms to the people. He acknowledged God all the time. He was always praying. He developed a relationship with God. And that relationship, he didn't allow anyone to get in between him and God. We can all do the same thing. We should all be doing the same thing as saints of God, as believers. We don't allow uh, things to get between us and our relationship with him. Now, we don't know much about Carnegie's past. The Bible don't give us a history. Luke did not write a lot about Carnegie's past. Uh, he, he may have been... Uh, he may have been a lot of things, uh, but uh, at this point, uh, God, it's, it's what God uh, is thinking about him. Now, as a Roman soldier, uh, we know nothing. Uh, we know we don't know if, if he was a gentleman as a soldier or not, because uh, remember, when they were going to the tomb to look uh, to check on uh, Jesus after the crucifixion, those women were very careful not to bump into any of the Roman soldiers, you know, for various reasons. You know, the Roman soldiers had a history of brutality, of rape, and, and uh, uh, they would cut babies out of pregnant women, you know, just on and on and on, uh, you know, so they were not uh, known for being gentlemen. We don't know nothing about Carnelius. And, and so, we don't know what he was saved, what he was delivered from, what sins were in his life. Uh, but that, but we do know today that God honored this man's actions and their relationship that had been established. You know, his past is not as, as important as his future. And apparently it's not important at all because it's not listed. And we don't need to know uh, much about someone's past, no way. It's not your business. It's not my business. You know, uh, all testimonies is not for everybody because everyone don't know how to receive it. Everyone don't know how to deal with it. And so uh, yesterday is as far as you trying to walk to the moon. You'll never get there. And, you know, and so that's a good thing. That's, that's great. You know, what you do uh, with the moments ahead of you can take you into the presence of God. And Cornelius was reaching for God. And that's what we're doing. We're reaching for the Lord. You know, we're not making any assumption. Yesterday is gone. What I did yesterday, what you did yesterday, whether it was right or wrong, is gone. What we do today, what we do at this moment is going to make the difference. You know, and if I did, if you didn't do what was right yesterday, you can start right now. And if you did what was right yesterday, you know, you lined up with the word of God, you're being consistent with God, then continue that, you know, continue to do well, because the Lord is, is looking at that. He's looking and booking. Okay, you know, uh, there was a brother, as I was reading this, it kind of reminded me of a brother, um, and he was well known in the streets of Chicago, and uh, the Lord saved him. And then there was another brother that going to refer to him as Brother Stupid. And so you can just, his name tells you a lot right there, Brother Stupid. And so Brother Stupid, not knowing, uh, began to verbally abuse uh, Brother Gangster. And tears was flowing down Brother Gangster's face as he stood there at Brother Stupid 
I thought he was getting his point across. That Brother Stupid didn't realize that those tears were tears of joy because God had truly saved Brother Gangster. And so you don't want to mess with people. You know, what's that saying? Let sleeping dogs lie. You know, don't mess with people because you don't know what their history is like, but encourage them to live for the Lord and you be an example as Carnius and live for the Lord as well. Now, many want the blessing without the sacrifice. I want you to know this evening that every great thing, every something that's great, it comes with a sacrifice. Uh, everything uh, great, not good, not talking about good, but great. Greatness comes by sacrifice. Now, if you're if you're good, you know, you, you see people and they're good. Oh, man, he's good. He's a good runner. He's a good sports player. He's a good baseball, good football player, but he's not great. Great requires sacrifice. Sacrificing is what uh, gets you uh, among the elite. Sacrifice is what makes you uh, more than good. And so it requires something. And, and so my question is, is, are you sacrificing unto the Lord? Cornelius was sacrificing. Cornelius was devout. Cornelius was, a, was an example. Cornelius was, was giving alms to, to people. He was helping somebody out, you know, uh, give someone a pair of socks. We, we, the weather is changing. Buy some extra socks. You know, when you go, when you see someone sitting out in front of uh, Macadese and, you know, whatever the food uh, place is, and you going in to get yourself something to eat, it, it don't hurt to, to buy something for someone else, you know, and give to others. And he acknowledged God. He, he sacrificed his time. So like Daniel, remember Daniel would pray and he would seek the Lord. And, you know, no matter what the threat was, he was seeking the Lord because that was his his sacrifice. Lord, he apparently he had him and God had a thing going on. And so you want to be the same. You want to be like Daniel. You want to be like Cornelius and you, where you can say, you know what, me and God, we, we got something going on, you know, and um, and God at the same time. Now, God at the same time looks and he says he, he validates the relationship. You need to understand that. See, a lot of people are, are claiming to know. It's like claiming to know Shaq. You know, I know Shaq. You know, I know his stats and everything. Shaq bus drive right by me and don't stop when I have a flat, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. He don't know me. You know, he don't even know about me. I know his stats. A lot of people know about God, but God don't know them. There are a lot of people that are operating and they think because they, they feel a quickening sometime or because they have a knowledge of God, listen, uh, God still don't know them. And so you want to make sure that the Lord knows you. And that's going to take something. That's going to take effort. It's going to take discipline according to the word of God. Now, the Bible tells us that, uh, that Cornelius had a vision. And in his vision, he was told that his prayers and his giving, his alms, had come up for a memorial before the Lord. So God took note of what Carnelius was doing, and God has not taken, has not stopped taking note of what we're doing. Uh, I believe it's uh, Malachi that says, uh, uh, "Those that feared the Lord often spake one to another." And, you know, you can never not have too much of a conversation about the Lord. And so they spoke often one to another, and a book of remembrance was written. So God took notice. 
He took notice of what was going on. And so when you sacrifice unto the Lord, uh, God take notice of that. He take notice of your consistency. He take notice of your obedience, the sacrificing of your uh, uh, your your bodies. Uh, brethren, uh, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. That is the least you can do. That's the most, that's the reasonable service. And so the scripture goes on to say on the morrow, as they went on their journey, these are the men that, that Cornelius sent. Cornelius called some of their servants and a devout soldier. He didn't send his servants out by themselves. He sent a, one of his soldiers with them uh, to accompany them as they went to look for Peter. And on the morrow, they went on a journey and they drew nigh into the city. They drew nigh into Joppa. Uh, Peter went about that time. Peter was going up on the housetop to pray, and it was about the sixth hour, so it was about uh, noon. And so uh, Joppa itself means beauty or comeliness. And Peter was so Peter was in the right place at the right time. And some of the you know some of the commentaries and different things I was reading as I was uh, looking at the Word of God, he said you know the, uh, that this was not a normal hour. It was the normal hour of prayer was nine a.m. and three p.m. and so on. But anytime you're led into prayer is the right time. Anytime God touches your heart to stop and pray, you don't know what may have just been avoided. You don't know what that intercession may have done for your for your someone in the family, a child, mother, a parent, or you know, or even a coworker. At one time I was on the altar, I was praying, and I went to get up and immediately. I saw a flash of the of the CEO, and I, I realized at that moment that something was wrong. I didn't have the details, but I I got back down on on the altar. I kneeled back down again and prayed for him. A couple of weeks later, when I saw him, he said, "I'll see you in a few months," because he was going in for surgery. And so you just don't know ever God as God leads you to pray. You got to stop and pray. Don't don't brush it off. Don't don't. It's not danger on your shoulder to stop and to pray. You're going to brush it off and, you know, wait another time. No, uh, pray. Pray at that moment. We can stop and do everything and we can stop and take time out to do everything else. And, you know, say, oh, that's only going to take me a moment to do that. Well, we can just stop and take a moment to pray. Now, God is not the author of confusion. So he's not going to interrupt or create an embarrassing situation. You know, you in a meeting, <laughs> you in the classroom or something like that, you know, he's not going to interrupt uh, you while at the moment that you're up doing a presentation or anything like that. Uh, you're, you have the ability to pray with, even within yourself, and you've done it already uh, many times, or if you haven't, you could, even while you're thinking, you could be talking and at the same time praying within your heart. And there's uh, been times that uh, needed prayer, and I was able to leave out of the room. I left out of my office. I went into the bathroom, and, and I went outside to the car as if I was looking for something. And I, but I was out there praying because I needed the Lord to to give me some wisdom and knowledge to deal with something. And so you can do the same thing, and no one ever knew. So it never was interrupted. It was never embarrassing or anything like that. If you feel led to pray, and you're at work or school. Listen, God knows how to read your trichotomy. God knows how to read your body. He knows how to read your soul. He knows how to read your spirit. And so your body is a language. Your body, your body 
is saying SOS, save our soul, SOS. God sees that. And he sees when your soul is vexed. The Bible tells us in 2 Kings 4 and 27. And when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet. And his servant, uh, uh, Gehazi, uh, came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord had hid it from me. So in other words, uh, 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 he was saying that, you know, uh, God knew that she was vexed, but he didn't show me immediately that she was and have not told me. So God sees and knows when we're vexed in our spirit. And Galatians 4 and 6 says, And because ye are sons, God hath set forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Now, I also want you to know that the blood, your blood cries as a voice also. So uh, Genesis uh, tells us in the fourth chapter in the 10th verse, and he said, What hast thou done? And uh, the voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. So nothing goes unnoticed from the Lord. So when it's time to pray and you feeling that you need to pray, look, God is tapped in. He, he knows everything about us. Uh, we can send him the SOS. We can, if we're troubled in our spirit, God sees that. Uh, he knows how to communicate with us eternally. God is able to, to deal with the trichotomy of man and get us through whatever we're dealing with. And let me tell you, the Bible even tells us that, uh, that our prayer, uh, the spirit of a man can sustain his infirmity. So that's the subject for another time. But just want you to know how the great investment that God has made in each one of us. The 10th verse says, and he became hungry. No, actually it says he became very hungry. He became very hungry. And he would have eaten. But while he made ready, he fell into a trance. And he saw heaven open. And a certain vessel descending upon him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth. Now, like you and I, Peter became what he became very hungry and would have eaten. You know, uh, sometimes uh, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're making ready, you're getting ready for a personal devotion or fast or to seek the Lord, but your stomach is saying something else. It's saying, feed me, Seymour. The Bible says Peter would have, have thrown down. He would have eaten. Yeah, Peter would have got busy. Yeah, maybe he would have had some, some fried fish or some, some chicken. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, red snapper, I certainly would have enjoyed some red. But, uh, you know, I, I personally think red snapper was, was made for me and everyone else has benefited from it too. But that, that's just me. That, that's just me. And so Peter did not uh, go into a fit. He didn't get angry, and I believe he was patiently waiting for Mrs. Peter to make him something that, that, that I believe that he was patiently waiting. And I also believe that Peter understood Proverbs 21 and 9 that says it's better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than, than, than with a brawling woman in a wide house. So Peter, with his hunger, made his way to the rooftop to pray. While he was there, God got his attention and showed him a vision, showed him his vision, the vision that he wanted him to see. The heavens opened and a certain vessel came down and it resembled 
a great sheet uh, knitted at the four corners and it let down on the earth. In that vision, there was all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creepy things, creepy things, uh, creepy things, and fowls of the air. And uh, there came a voice unto him, Arise, Peter, kill and eat. Now, Peter was accustomed to eating certain foods and must have felt like he was tripping. You know, I'm very hungry, but I ain't that hungry. And so, uh, you know, we have dreams. And as crazy as they may appear, some of them are warnings, some of them are instructions, and some are foolishness. Now, we all, listen, when we have dreams and we see things and God is talking to us, sometimes we know instantly what it means. It's, and we have to, Pit, we have to obey. We can't be foolish in what we're in what we're doing and, and blow it off because it's going to come back and bite you. You don't want stuff to come back and bite you. So, you know, and then we know when we have foolish dreams, you know, we don't watch something on TV and now we're reaping the repercussions of the information that has gone into our spirit. You know, you can't sleep now, what they call them night terrors. You having dreams, you having nightmares, you know. Or, you know, or maybe you watch something that you shouldn't have been watching that was very provocative. And, you, you know, and so now you're dreaming about that. Listen, we are in control and we need to understand that you are in control and you certainly in control of your destiny. As Cornelius, uh, praying and seeking God and not letting anything get in the way of his relationship. But Peter said, no, no. Uh, he said no unto the Lord. I've never eaten anything that's un that's common or unclean. And the voice told him again a second time. And God told him again a third time. You know, Peter, 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 get your attention, Peter. I'm getting your attention. He wasn't shaking up saying, wake up. No, he was dealing with Peter. Instead of Peter, uh, you need to take Peter's name and put your name there. How many times has the Lord shown us to rise up? and to accept something. Maybe loving someone that we haven't loved or been in contact with in a while. Uh, not, you know, it's it's not, it's, it's not really even humorous. I, I laugh about it because I, I think it's so crazy, but it's not humorous. You know, uh, people say, I love you in the Lord. Uh, you're my, I love you in the Lord. And, and come on, be genuine. Who are you really fooling? The Lord inspired John to let us all know. If a man say, I love God and hate his brother, he's a liar. So say, I didn't call you a liar in scripture. Uh, God's word says that if I do it, if I if I say that I, I love God and, and mistreating my brother, then I'm a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he seen, how can he love God who he has not seen? Don't know nothing about, have not seen him. Mm -mm. Love is special. Now, love is so special. I thank God for love because it, it is special. And I, I know that you also understand and feel the same. Uh, we know the scriptures that God so loved the world, which included every everybody that you don't want to think about that did uh, world global catastrophes, you know, uh, up to this present day. But God so loved the world uh, that he gave his only begotten son. You know, love has the ability. Love it has the ability to cover the largest stain. The largest stain. How many of us were stained and love has 
has covered that stain. No one can even see the stain because love has made a difference. We punish because of prejudice. This is where Peter was at. Peter was had some prejudice. He had some issues inside him. And so we punish because of prejudice. We punish because we misinform. We punish because of opinions and the list goes on. Peter was no different. That's why God dealt with him while he was asleep. God's personal, God applied his personal anesthesia to Peter. It said, scripture said he was in a trance. God was showing him a vision. Peter was placed in a state where he could be operated on uh, in a state of hearing, which was a dream. And so uh, now while Peter doubted in himself, Peter was tricking still. He was like, man, what just happened here? Uh, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision, uh, which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry of Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Peter, which was surnamed, uh, Simon, who was surnamed Peter, was lodged there. And while Peter thought on the vision, the spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, and get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. The time arrives. Listen, and I'm coming to it. I'm coming to an end. You know, the, the, the night is far spent, and Simon is getting up to go to work. God bless you. But the time arrives when we have to face revelation. You know, we have to face the, the exposure, the shock, the surprise of change, and we have to accept the change. If Peter would have continued to say not so and followed his flesh instead of the spirit, certainly Luke's account to Theophilus would, and to us would be different. So Peter was saying, I, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. That's what he was telling the Lord. I can't eat that. I can't accept it. Nope. Uh -uh. No, 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 no. You know, you, we've seen TV shows and maybe you might have did it yourself where or maybe you have a child where you were trying to give them something. They tighten up their lips, uh, close their mouth, toothless and all, and, and tighten up their lips because they didn't want to eat that. But eventually they open their mouth up and they begin to eat. We have to eventually open up and begin to eat what God is telling us to eat. We have to open up. We have to love. We have to give in to the will of God. We have to let go of the, the prejudice. We have to let go of the opinions. We have to let go of the, the misinformation and get it get those things right in our lives so we can move on. And as Cornelius would have, uh, would his blessing would have been delayed. I don't believe that his blessing that he would not have received his blessing. I just believe it would have been delayed. And who are we to delay? God's blessing. I want to think about that. Who are we to delay God's blessing? And so with that being said, you know, uh, we're going to go again before the Lord in a word of prayer, you know, pray. Uh, we should all just be praying and seeking God. I'm telling you that that's what we need to do. And, um, and not only that, but listen, if your sins are not being remitted, your sins have not been washed away and um, you need to have them washed away. Um, baptism in Jesus name. You need to, if you if you left the Lord, you want to recommit your life unto him. So I'm going to be putting up some information on uh, Sunday about rededicating your life unto the Lord. And um, throughout the rest of this year, as we talk about being rapture ready, you know, also going to be touching on rededication 
in the process because you can't be rapture ready without your dedication and being dedicated unto the Lord. And so uh, uh, with that being said, Father, we thank you for this time that we've had. Those that are listening, those that will hear uh, later, Lord God, we just bless your name, Savior, and ask that you will continue to bless them, Lord God. Lord, encourage the hearts of those that are sick in their body. Lord God, you know how to heal them. Those that need encouragement, we pray against the spirit of discouragement. We pray against the spirit of oppression and depression right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, and lead and guide your people, Lord God. You were able, you make those that were faithful to you, Lord God, you blessed them to prosper even in the time of captivity. Lord God, and I pray and ask that you would bless even your people that are faithful and obedient unto you in Jesus' mighty name. Lord God, we'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you glory continually. Amen. I want you to know that the songs featured are the respective properties of the artists and producers. You know, please Google and support music ministry. I certainly want to just thank God for our songs and my daughter, Sharice Henderson, that sings for us so often and, you know, and so many other artists, you know, uh, this is Pastor Carl Henderson, Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you soon. Hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord.